You are listening to the Salty Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Anas Kesto. I'm salty not just because Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, but also because I'm salty in the sense that I'm watching the culture shift towards this progressive ideology, and it's becoming more anti-Christian by the day, and it's been slowly destroying our Christian values. I'm also salty because I'm watching Catholics become very lukewarm in their faith and not standing up and defending against this secular culture. So I'm here to sprinkle in a little bit of flavor. Alright, let's begin. We live in a world where there are so many conflicting views. You know, we hear it's left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, conservative versus liberal, relativism versus objective truth, Pepsi versus Coke. So many worldviews. By the way, Coke is better. I don't care what you say. But here's the beauty of being made in the image and likeness of God, is that we are made to be rational. We are made to think and ask questions to get to the truth. We're nothing like animals who act solely on instinct. Sure, some animals are clever and they seem smart because they do tricks. You tell them to sit and they sit. Okay, cool. But they don't have the capability to rationalize like we do. No cat is going to sit there and just think, man, what am I doing with my life? You know, What am I called to do? What's my purpose in life? Animals can't do that because they don't have a rational soul. But humans, we do. Our soul is rational and spiritual. When we die, our soul doesn't cease to exist. But animal souls do. Sorry, no doggy heaven. But for that reason, we examine our life, or at least we should, and we try to make decisions that shape who we are now and who we will become. We ask important questions to seek the truth about the world. One frustrating thing about being Catholic is that we hear the PC culture say things like, oh, Catholicism is just one of many roads, it's one of many religions, and it's just like all the other religions in the world. But is it really? If that's the case, then why be Catholic? I want you to think about that. Why be Catholic? Why are you Catholic? There are so many reasons to be Catholic, I would need a bunch of episodes to give you all, you know, the entire list. But I'm going to try to give you the best reasons that I feel to be Catholic in as short of a time as I can. So that when you are asked by somebody why you're Catholic, or you're trying to bring the good news to someone, and you just want to encourage them to join the church or join Catholicism, you don't have to talk their ear off. You could just give them something simple to understand and pique their interest. It will at least help you start a dialogue. But before I get started, I want you, the person listening to this right now, take a moment and think to yourself, why am I Catholic? For each person, the answer is very personal and maybe different from another person's answer. I'm hoping that none of us as adults would say, well, my parents baptized me as Catholic. I was just raised Catholic. You know, my whole family's always been Catholic, so I'm just Catholic. But I know the reality is that many people who, if asked that question, they would give that exact answer. Perhaps some of you, when I asked that question, it's exactly what you thought of. That's the first thing you thought of. Well, I was just raised Catholic, so I'm Catholic. Hopefully, if you fall under this category, by the end of this episode, you can reflect on why you're Catholic and take Catholicism more seriously. And hopefully you understand that being Catholic isn't just like having a last name or a piece of jewelry that gets passed down from generation to generation. So before we get started, of course, let's go to the CCC, the Catechism of Catholic Church, and we can find one of the first reasons why we should be Catholic. So if you go to paragraph 846, the header right before uh, paragraph 846, it quotes the teaching of St. Cyprian in his letter from the year 258, where he said the famous words, Outside the church, there is no salvation. But wait, is that true? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. The church teaches that and it has been teaching that since it was established by Christ. That should be the main reason to be Catholic, is that there is no salvation outside the church. Now, of course, this causes a lot of confusion for those who hear it. On one hand, there are many people who think and even teach that you have to be a physical member of the church to be saved. 
that if you've never stepped foot inside of a Catholic church your entire life, then God's mercy can't possibly extend to them. Literally, anyone who's not Catholic by name is going to hell, period. On the other extreme, we have people who think that all you need to be saved, all you need for salvation, is to just be a visible member of the church. Just be baptized, go to Sunday Mass in here and there, and you're good. Both those people are wrong. And let's take a look at what the church teaches, actually. Sticking to the CCC, in paragraph 837, it speaks to those who are Catholic. So if you are Catholic, listen to this. Fully incorporated into the society of the church are those who, possessing the Spirit of Christ, accept all means of salvation given to the church together with the entire organization, and who, by the bonds constituted by the profession of faith, the sacraments, ecclesiastical government, and communion, are joined in the visible structure of the Church of Christ, who rules her through the Supreme Pontiff and the bishops. Even though incorporated into the church, one who does not, however, preserve in charity is not saved. He remains indeed in the bosom of the church, but in body, not in heart. So pretty much, those who are Catholic by name and don't live out the faith, they're in danger of losing their salvation. That's what it's saying. So just because you're Catholic, it doesn't mean you're automatically saved. Because it, the, the, main, the main thing is, uh, at the end of that paragraph, it says, One who does not, however, preserve in charity is not saved. Charity means you're just not living out your faith. So what does the church teach about other Christians who are outside of the church? One of the many Protestant denominations, for example, since we've already established that outside of the church there is no salvation. This is where paragraph 838 comes in. And it says, The church knows that she is joined in many ways by the baptized who are honored by the name Christian, but do not profess the Catholic faith in its entirety or have preserved unity or communion under the successor of Peter. Those who believe in Christ and have been properly baptized are put in a certain, although imperfect, communion with the Catholic Church. So what this means is salvation is made possible for any Christian. Keyword, possible. So it doesn't mean they're completely cut off from God's grace. It just means that they don't have the fullness of the truth. Okay, so what about non-Christians? Paragraph 839 says, Those who have not yet received the gospel are related to the people of God in various ways. So somehow they're still being saved through the church because there is no salvation outside the church. It then goes on to talk about our relationship with Jewish people, Muslims, non-religious, and all other religions. I encourage you to read the rest of these paragraphs um, that the church teaches, but just to save some time, I'm going to skip them and go right down to paragraph 874, where it says, This affirmation is not aimed at those who, through no fault of their own, do not know Christ and His church. Those who, through no fault of their own, do not know the gospel of Christ or His church, but who nevertheless see God with a sincere heart and, moved by grace, try in their actions to do His will as they know it through the dictates of their conscience, those too may achieve eternal salvation. Again, so salvation is possible, it's not guaranteed. And I'll give you an example. A guy who is in a part of the world that has no access to the gospel whatsoever, whether it's somewhere like communist China, for example, or, or some of the Middle Eastern countries where celebrating mass is practically illegal, or whatever the reason may be that they don't have access to the gospel, and this guy is sincerely trying to live out a good life and forming his conscience according to God's will, as from our perspective at least, he has a chance of being saved. Okay, I know what you're thinking. This begs the question. If that's the case, why bother be Catholic? Actually, why bother even telling this guy about the church or Christ if we think he has a chance to be saved? Well, the simple answer is we're commanded by Christ to do so. In, in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 28, he says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we're compelled to go out and tell those who have never heard about him or his saving grace. And we're also to have a respectful dialogue with Christians who are baptized but not in full communion with a Catholic church. And we need to invite them to be in full communion with the church. 
And the reason we should be doing this is because God desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It's as simple as that. Even St. Paul says that in the first letter of uh, Timothy in chapter 2, verse 4. That's what every person was created for, to be saved, to partake in God's divine life, which is heaven. Everyone's ultimate goal in life is to be happy. We fill our desire with earthly things, and those things are never enough. They will never be enough. We chase happiness through things and end up wanting more than what we have, no matter how much of it we obtain. We want more money, more power, more sex, more pleasure, more cheesecake, whatever it is, it's never enough. It's because in this world, we're looking for endless supply of happiness that cannot be found here on earth. We are called to be in heaven. So the question is, how does this happen? How do we get access to that divine life? This brings me to one of the best answers of why be Catholic. We have something that no other church, no other religion that claims to believe in one God or one creator, or even if they claim that they believe in Jesus, they don't have the sacraments. We do. As you recall from an earlier episode, sacraments are the efficacious sign of grace. They point to and are the channel of God's grace. They work as an effective mean to communicate between us and God. We come in direct contact with God's divine grace, whether physically, um, like in the sacrament of the Eucharist, or spiritually, like in the sacrament of confession. If you'd like, go back to episode 18 and listen as I break down the sacraments, um, which I'm not going to do here. But this is something we should all be telling our separated brothers and sisters in the Protestant churches since... That's the biggest difference between us. We have access to the divinity of God here on earth. And Jesus says, whoever believes in me has eternal life. Has. Present tense. Has. That means we're already supposed to be living this abundant life. But are we? Do the people in our life know that we have this abundant life? Or do we just blend in and look like everyone else? As Catholics, people should look at us and notice there's something different about us. Instead, most Catholics fall under the secular culture who tells them, you know, keep your religion to yourself. Uh, you, you can believe in Jesus, but just don't tell anybody about it. Not just in words, even in actions. Even by the way you live, don't tell anybody about it. Keep religion out of politics. Keep religion out of sports. Keep religion out of the bedroom. Keep it out of the abortion clinic. Keep it out of people's choices. That's a load of crap. How do we stay silent about the things we love? Imagine someone who's engaged. Do they tell anybody about their fiancé? Or is that kind of like a private thing? They tell everybody about their fiancé. They're so happy with the love that they found. How do you stay private about love? For God's sake, even vegans never stop telling the world that they're vegan. And they don't even care what you think. And by the way, good for them. Why can't Catholics have the same demeanor about being Catholic as vegans do about being vegan? It's our job to transform the world. This is what God made us for. This is what God calls us for. St. Paul in chapter 10 in his letter to the Romans, which is absolutely fire. The whole letter is him yelling at us and it's amazing. But in chapter 10, uh, down in verse 14, he says, But how are men to call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes by preaching of Christ. That is our mission, to get people who have never heard of Christ to learn about Christ, to know about Christ, to come to know Him. How do you stay private about that? We're not here to impose morality on anyone. That's not what Catholicism is about. This is about inviting people into a relationship with God who is love, who is truth. This is essentially why we are Catholic. It's because we have a God who is love and truth and He sent us to bring everyone to Him. This is our main job as Catholics. 
if you're Catholic and private and in public you just blend in, you're doing it wrong. Don't be selfish with what God has given to you. Don't be like the man in the parable of the 10 gold coins from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 19. It's a bit of a long read, but I encourage you all to read it on your own time. But essentially in that parable, we are told to not be selfish with what God has given us, to go out and do something good with it. So why be Catholic? It's because we've got it all, baby. We have history, we have the Bible, we have reason. Not a reason, we have reason. We're able to reason better than anybody, in my opinion. Many of the best and most helpful philosophical or even scientific achievements have been brought to the world by Catholics. And that's not a coincidence. When we have such an amazing connection with God, we can't help but think about what else has he given us. This is why we have a Catholic priest by the name of Gregorius Lemaitre. I'm sure I'm butchering his name. But he came up with what today would be called the Big Bang Theory. But not just him. How about Gregory Mendel, the father of genetics? And then there's St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine, Pascal, Copernicus, Galileo. I can name you so many Catholics who brought so much good into the world. And it's not a coincidence either. When someone is focused on their own selfish desire and always thinks about what they can do to be quote-unquote happy, they don't have time to think about God, let alone the world outside of them. So why be Catholic? Because we have so much connection with God, made possible by the sacraments, made possible by the church He gave us. This church has history, and we can be absolutely certain that tracking back through apostolic succession, we are in union with the church that Christ Himself established. He gave keys to Peter and said, You are Peter on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will never prevail. We are connected to that church. And that verse can be found in the Bible. The Bible that we gave, yes, no matter what any Protestant will tell you or try to convince you, it was the Catholic Church who infallibly determined what books are canon and which ones are not. So, to close this, hopefully you understand now. When someone asks you, why are you Catholic? Use this opportunity to invite them into the life of Christ. Invite them to the path of salvation, to eternal life with the Creator. That's certainly way more of a compelling way to present it than, oh, I don't know, I was just raised this way, that's why I'm Catholic. You don't have to give them a sales pitch on why they should be Catholic. You just offer them the truth. The truth will speak for itself. Be convicted in who you are, because if you don't, you'll soon find your way out of Catholicism. Alright, that brings me to the end of this episode. As always, I'm beyond grateful for all of those who have supported me and prayed for me, and I love you all. And I will continue to pray for every single person. I just ask for you to pray for me. And also, don't forget to check out our other shows by ECRC. We have Catholic Avengers by Jeff and Pilar, and we have The Right to be Catholic by Sean A.R. I love you all, God bless you all, and be salty. Oh, and Sean sucks.